us here this is sarah this is matt and we're here to talk about well the podcast is that we talk about weezer except for today (laughs) yeah well it's weezer related yeah um on today's show we're gonna talk about the rental seven more minutes you like how professional that was (laughs) yeah that sounded good (laughs) yeah the second album from the rentals an album that like the like the first one that we listened to, uh, Return of the Rentals, I had not heard before this week. Yeah, so go check out that episode. That was like episode, it was like before episode 10. It was like in within the first 10 episodes. Yeah. Probably should have, I should have looked it up uh, which episode it was, but. Yeah, that, we, that was less professional. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm getting back to my normal self. Um, yeah, so, so the Rentals are a favorite band of mine. And I had listened to, I've listened to both of these albums quite a bit. And I'll talk about that later. Uh, but you hadn't listened to either of them. So go listen to that episode where we talk about Return of the Rentals. Episode six. Oh, wow. That was like one of our first ones. <laughs> that was our sixth one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Way back in May of this year. Wow. It's already at least April. Yeah. It's it's probably October. And you know, April's before May, right? Oh, wait, I thought you said March. No, I said, Did you say I think May? I said May. <laughs> Whatever. Look, numbers. We're starting months, so well today. <laughs> I'm just really excited to talk about this because this, I feel like when we talk about the rentals, it's like one of the times when I actually kind of know more starting out and then I do a bunch of research. So I'm like doing like the you part of it. And then you're kind of just like showing up, which is more what I do. <laughs> yeah. But then um, you still have to do all the post-production stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but before we get into the episode, why don't you start out talking about your week? What have you been up to? I, I was thinking about that before this, and I was like, man, my life is boring. <laughs> like, I I haven't really been doing anything. I've, um, I mean, you know, I'm dieting, trying to lose weight again, uh, and I'm exercising but that's boring who cares no about injuries that? that's no boring. injuries i mean just playing soccer a couple times a week but, i mean there was some work stuff but you know i work as a political journalist so we don't really want to discuss my work stuff on, oh yeah <laughs> uh, on the air people um, can follow you on twitter and see it yeah and if they want yeah I, you know cats are fine i'm good my, well, that's good. It's my good parents to have are on vacation, and I guess oh. that's what's exciting in my life is not even something to do with me. <laughs> my parents are in Dallas to go see the Crossroads concert, which is Eric Clapton's big festival he does with oh, a bunch wow. of blues rock guys huh. and blues guys. Oh, he's Your a, parents are cool. Yeah, they do stuff. Yeah, they've decided we should like me and my brother told him you can spend all your money. We don't want it. Like <laughs> we don't really care. <laughs> like do it. Yeah. So, so um, they're they're off vacationing oh fun Ugh. what about you are you doing anything more exciting than my life well you know what's funny is that before yesterday i was trying to think like what story i would tell on this podcast and before yesterday i didn't really have anything and then yesterday i had a thing and i was like oh great i have this really great story and then today 
I had another story happen. So I was like, now I have two things to tell, but I think I'll just tell one and I'll save the other one for next week when I probably won't have anything else to talk (laughs) about. Uh, just because I currently have a bunch of, or a bunch, I have two very, very young kittens in my apartment. And so if I didn't talk about that, I think that would be really weird. Cause my other story, spoiler alert, it's about getting my car washed. (laughs) It's, I had a whole thing though, but Uh, So I work at an animal shelter and they just needed somebody to watch after these kittens uh, just tonight because I think I don't know if someone else usually does because they're under two weeks for sure because their eyes are closed. And, um, you know, when they're that young, they can't eat on their own. They have to eat every three hours. They have to be bottle fed. And. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'm like nervous about it, but yeah, I think I can do it. And it's two kittens, an orange one and a black and white one. And I have to bottle feed them every three hours, which sounds difficult. But yeah. what I realized is that I tend to fall asleep on the couch around like 10 <laughs> and then wake up a few hours later to go to my bed. So it's like, I'm kind of on this weird sleep schedule anyway. You're already on a kitten sleep schedule. Yeah. So I have all my alarms set for like 10 o'clock, one o'clock, four o'clock and seven. Um, the four o'clock one's the only one where I'm usually asleep, but I think I can handle it. I did their first feeding. Uh, it's like they are tiny. Like I can't imagine that any cat was ever that small. Like I can't imagine <laughs> Tango was ever that tiny, but they were, and they're so helpless. And it's, it's scary. Cause it's like, I know I'm their source of food and, and like you have to make them pee too. They can't even pee on their own. You have oh, to like really? take a little baby wipe and wipe their butt. And then they pee cause their mother would normally like lick their butt to make them pee. Oh, so weird. it's like, yeah, it's like, Oh my God, there's, I'm, I'm like scared, but also like it's exciting. So how are Turns out, your yeah. other cats re- reacting? Well, because I'm keeping the, the babies in the bathroom yeah, just to keep them separate. separate. And they're in a little um, crate thingy, too, because they're so tiny. They don't need to, like, run around the bathroom. So they're in a little box, basically, yeah. like a crate thing. Um, but it's funny because they were, like, squeaking a little bit. And, like, I opened the bathroom door a little and Tango was or he was meowing. And I opened the door and he was right there like, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> Hey, so, it sounds like it sounds like interesting in there, but, but it's like, they're so tiny. I don't even think that they would register them as other cats. You know what I mean? They're like <laughs> the size of rats. <laughs> so which is probably why they shouldn't interact because <laughs> yeah, probably good call. they might think they're prey, but, um, yeah, that's, that's my day and the rest of my evening planned out. So <laughs> yeah, you got, you got an evening plan, some, mm-hmm. do some podcasting, feed some kittens, feed some fall asleep on the couch. I'm living my best life. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about the rentals, which I'm really excited because I love this band. Uh, should we start talking about it? Yeah. The, do you uh, want to, so, so you would never, do you want to talk about like just generally your I, thoughts? Um, so I, I'd never, like I said, I'd never heard this before and I don't think I'd heard any of the songs before. Cause I don't mm. think uh, yeah. there were no singles from this. Yeah. Um, it definitely wasn't as popular or like well received, I guess, as Return of the Rentals. At least that one, like Friends of P, you had heard because that was yeah. on the radio. Yeah, because I was gonna like, oh, this time I'll watch the music video, but mm. th- there isn't a music video. Well, there I don't is. Think. There is one, but I don't. I can't tell if it's like official. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't find it, but uh, like I, I was, cause you know, I'd go to the Wikipedia page to see if there's any singles, and didn't say there was any, but then it kind of mentions, oh, it's kind of like a concept album, and then it, the album made more sense to me when I heard that. Oh. Um, 
but yeah, but besides that, I thought, it, you know, I thought it was a pretty uneven album. Like mm-hmm. there were some songs I really liked and some that I'm like, maybe it didn't need 15 songs on this album. <laughs> maybe it <laughs> yeah, could have been do- like 12, 10 Yeah, 12. it does. It does have, cause I think Return, Return of the Rentals had, um, 10 songs or something yeah. or 11, something like that. And there's always the, you know, the, the sophomore slump type thing where mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, you used all your ideas on the first album. Now, <laughs> yeah, cause this, well, this came out in 99. And, uh, uh, yes. April 13th, 1999. And then when did, uh, return of the rentals come out? That was 95. So there's a four year. Oh, four years. So, so there's okay. There was plenty of time, but yeah, but it's still like your, all of your ideas that you had for your first one. You used your, you know, your best ideas in the first one. Now you have to come up with new ones. Well, which and is why pe- band's second albums usually aren't as good. Well, and it's interesting too because people compare this one. Like this one is the Rentals Pinkerton, in for a, a number of reasons, but it also didn't do as well commercially yeah. or or um or to the critics either. But I think Return of the Rentals is definitely a very tight, concise album. It's very cohesive. And it all sounds kind of the same, but this one is, it is very kind of all over the place, which is kind of fits with the theme. I think not to like give it a pass, but it's like, I think one of the reasons I really like it, which I'll talk about later, but I can see where he was, what he was trying to do, but I don't think it really feels like maybe you could have done a couple more drafts. (laughs) I I don't know. Like we'll get into it as it goes. Cause I, you know, I wrote kind of notes on almost every song. There are some songs I'm like, I have no thoughts on this. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can see what he was going for, but I think that maybe he was a little too ambitious in his, uh, in, in what he was trying. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely at that age cause he would have been, oh yeah, it was, it was his, it was Matt Sharp's birthday recently. Oh yeah. Um, cause we were going to kind of time this episode with his birth. It's his birthday month. Oh wait, no, wait, will it be? Well, anyway, he was born September 22nd, 1969. So when this album came out, he was almost 30. He was 29. Wait, wait, did I do the math? Yeah, he was 29, which is a very interesting age. Wait, how old was I? Oh, okay. Never mind. Wait, 29. (laughs) Okay. I'm just doing some math in my head. Yeah. I feel like 29 is, and, and you know, this is after he left Weezer or was kicked out of Weezer, whatever. So whereas the first album came out when he was like in between blue and Pinkerton, yeah. This was like a very different time in his life. So it was released on April 13th, 1999. And it was written when Matt Sharp was in Spain, or at least partly in Spain. He yeah. was like going back and forth between Spain and the United States, I believe. Um, Wikipedia says there is a constant theme on the album about a Spanish girl he met there. Met there. Um, and there are a bunch of people on this album. The thing about the rentals is that it's always, it seems like it's always Matt Sharp and then a bunch of people who kind of rotate out and, um, over time, different people join the band. So it's kind of like a collective of a lot of different people. So on this album, we have Petra Hayden, who I believe was on Return of the Rentals as well. I think so. Um, there's like Tim Wheeler of Ash, Damon Albarn of Blur, and Maya, Maya Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Maya Rudolph. And there was, was another woman, Sher- Sharon something. Sharon McConaughey? McCon- McConaughey? Yeah, she, she was on a couple tracks, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says The Man with Two Brains. Uh, there's Donna Matthews, 
Danny Frankel, yeah, just a bunch percussion. Of people. Yeah, Pat Wilson, not on this album, but uh, and you might be surprised. Well, I'll save this for later. <laughs> There's somebody else who was involved with this album. Yeah, I know. That oh, you also. know? <laughs> Did you know though when you heard it? Like, uh, no, but then when I saw it, I'm like, that makes sense. Like, like what we're talking about, the Rivers co-wrote one of the songs. We'll, we'll yeah. get to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so I did find an article. <laughs> it's on a website called singingbassist.com. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but Matt Sharp was explaining, uh, he was talking about uh, seven more minutes and he said, Weezer had gone over to do a show in Barcelona and it was just like a really short thing, like a 15 minute show or 30 minute show, something like that. And I just fell in love with the city. And then I ended up going on all our little breaks in between, you know, we had a couple days off here, a couple days off there. I would just go back to Barcelona. I just fell in love with it as a city and a culture. And I ended up falling in love with a woman there and just adoring all her friends. You know, the people that I knew there really took me in. And here were a group of people that I met who, for the most part, didn't have a lot of money to their name. <clears throat> we're celebrating the hell out of life, you know, and just that thing of just being with them and seeing people who just loved each other, <laughs> who just loved each other's company. Uh, I guess all the stereotypes we think of sort of like beautiful long dinners at midnight, they go till two in the morning and then going out for your first bar at two and then going to the disco after four and then going into the after hours at like 7am and doing all these kinds of things. It was just something I've never experienced before. So yeah, it was like, it was a really important time for him. He really fell in love with Spain. He fell in love with some person there who, I mean, I, I only just like, I only did research on this album yesterday, but I feel like yeah. I knew this from listening to the album over and over. It's like, you kind of get that. So I think that was cool that I did find these, uh, these like articles where he talks about it. Cause it was kind of hard to find. Like there wasn't a lot, a lot of the, um, a lot of the articles where he's talking about seven more minutes are actually from like 2014. Cause that's when the next rentals album came out sort of, oh, well. It's the, well, it's their next full length album. Cause he did stuff in between that. But, yeah. uh, so that album's called lost in Alphaville. And apparently that's considered kind of a sequel to seven more minutes, 15 years later. Um, so he did a lot of interviews about that album and talked about seven more minutes. So we'll put links to those, uh, in the notes. Um, let's see. Oh, should I mention like why I really like this album? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. I should have asked you that, but I, have a bad <laughs> I forgot to mention, but okay. So I, I definitely listened to the rentals in college, but I don't remember when I first heard this album. And I remember listening to return of the rentals and that album's great. Um, this one, I remember it was, 2009 and I remember this specifically because I remember where I was living like I remember who my roommate was I remember who I was dating I remember like just being in a complete rut in my life and just having nothing going for me I hated my job I was going nowhere I'd applied to grad school I was on the waiting list just month yeah. after month they'd call me and be like hey do you want to stay on the waiting list like you're about to buy a synthesizer I mean, well, that's what, that's what happened this year. <laughs> that was because of this album essentially, or at least this band and this year. Um, so I, I don't know why, but I started listening to the rentals a lot. And I especially started listening to this album because it's so much about just like being restless and like going to some other country, just like leaving and going somewhere else. And I just really liked 
there was just so much energy in that. It was like, oh my God, I should do that. <laughs> now, <laughs> clearly I didn't, but yeah. I had nothing keeping me here. Like I didn't even have cats at that point. I didn't, you know, it's, I just, I thought about going to Europe, just buying a one-way ticket and just going there. But then I started looking up like, how do you work in Europe if you're American? And I could not figure it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of probably many reasons uh, that I did not do that. But around the same time, so 2009 was also the year. So, so the rentals, they've put out, they put out an EP at some point and they put out, I think like 2006 or something. And then they put out another, uh, full length album in 2014. But in 2009, they did this thing throughout the year and it was called songs about time. And it was three mini albums released every three months and then 52 black and white short films scored and arranged by the rentals released every Tuesday and 365 photographs released da daily. So every day there was new content from them, even if it was just a photograph. Yeah. And then every week there was a new short film with a score. And then every four months, I no, no, three mini albums released every three months. Every three months there was like a new mini album. So it like turned into this- Like or something? Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, they had, chapter they had different chapters yeah and some of these songs did end up going on lost in alphaville i think um but it was like it was a thing that i could hold on to that was like it was like a thing to look forward to you know because <laughs> yeah. i had nothing to look for and like not to be bleak because my life was fine but it was very boring and it was very i was very much in a rut so this was like oh i have this band that I can follow and, and they have new stuff all the time. So I just started listening to all their stuff like that whole year. Cause I was just feeling really restless. And yeah, this album was like, I, I want to do what he did and I didn't do it, but it's funny <laughs> it was, cause all, all that, all that stuff, like we're going to release this on, you know, this on this date, this kind of thing on this date that all sounds like a very reverse thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> it really sounds like something he'd say, do you know what? in 2010 or like 2015 every week I'm going to release a song. <laughs> it sounds like something he might do now. Yeah. Just I mean, because any time in the past 20 years, well, in, or the past you know, 10 years probably. Yeah. Well, and especially like releasing two albums in the same year, which is something I, I they had never done that. Right. Yeah. It's like, and then there was the possibility at some point that they could release four albums in a year, <laughs> but yeah, that they'll probably release two next year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he has enough songs to do it. He could just release unreleased stuff that he just he, has. He could just release songs from the black hole, <laughs> like in its entirety, like the full mix. I'm he sure could. it exists. If he wanted to make us happy, he could. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. back to, uh, yeah. So, so this album, it meant a lot to me at that time. Um, and I did buy a synth <laughs> because of, because of this band, uh, which I mentioned. You can hear the whole, yeah. You can hear the whole story in episode six. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mentioned that this album didn't do well, uh, with yeah. the critics and there's a funny pitchfork review, which pitchfork oh, yeah, is, is yeah. stupid, but, um, so pitchfork gave it a 5.9, which is pretty bad. 
but their whole review, I'm going to, I'm going to read this review not the whole thing, but, uh, their review starts out as it's a conversation between two people. Oh God. (laughs) I don't think this relationship's going anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Pass the chips. We just don't have fun. What do you mean? We have a lot of fun. No, I mean, real fun. Like we used to, you've changed. I've changed. I mean, I just don't know where this relationship's going anymore. You're not making sense. I thought you wanted to take this thing to the next level. Well, yeah, I thought it's just, this is good. We're good. But, but what fun? I want fun. You think life's a big mountain of fun with a fun castle on the top? It's not. You sit here and demand fun for me. Like I'm made out of it. I'm not. No one is. You used to be. Well, let me be the first to welcome you to the new town of me. Hey, that was kind of funny. You see, you can still be fun. Whatever, let's screw. <laughs> so, yeah, so that does make the, make the album sound like a like one of your romantic comedies. You like, <laughs> like, like you've got Tom, mail. Tom Hanks, no, yeah. no, but they would never. Meg Ryan would never have said let's screw. Um, well, no, but, but like a yeah. modern romantic comedy, like one on Netflix. Oh yeah. But yeah, basically they're saying that this album isn't fun. Return of the Rentals was full of fun and this is just like depressing, I guess. And oh, I, I think that it's kind of like, it's kind of like a by the numbers, like, Hey, I was kind of in a relationship and kind of not. And I'm going to write not just a song about it. I'm going to write an entire album about it. Yeah. Cause I'm but, in my late twenties and that's what you do when you're in your late twenties and you're a musician. <laughs> Um, the, the review goes on to say, do we have to estrange ourselves from Weezer, move to Spain, live it up big time, get back in touch with rivers and return to America to see this thing through the right set of prescription sunglasses? (laughs) Yeah, I guess you do. Pitchfork. Ugh. It's, it's fine. They're, they're right, but they're not, I don't know. I don't agree. I don't agree with it. I mean, I agree with it, but that's exactly why I like it. (laughs) I like it because it is that it's like it's more real or something. And yeah. it's not even, the thing is it's not even as produced or it doesn't sound as produced as return of the rentals. I, like I thought it sounded, well, I think it, I think another pro- problem I had with it overall was that like, I, 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 you know, I'm sounding kind of negative, but I thought it was, I didn't think it was bad, but um, one of the problems I had overall was all the songs sounded different, but all the production, all the songs sounded the exact same. Yes. So it was like, it's like, what's supposed to be happening here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess it's not that it's underproduced. It's just that it's produced differently because on return of the rentals, it all sounded really cohesive. And then it it does like seven more minutes does sound cohesive in a way. But like, if you know that it tells a story, then it makes sense. But yeah, like when I first listened to it, when I, you know, when I listen to music, normally I just put it on in the background you know, and while I'm working or whatever, or doing, doing chores around the house. And then, you know, I don't really pay attention to lyrics all that much. And when you're just listening to the music, it's like, man, this, this album's all over. Like sometimes in the same, like, there's a couple songs where I'm like, like this song is like three different ideas mashed into one. And I yeah. only like one of those ideas. <laughs> but some of them I'm like, Ooh, th- I wish the whole album was this song. Well, and I, I, I do think it's interesting because when we talked about return of the rentals, you mentioned that it was almost hard to hear Matt's voice on it, or it was like mixed so much with other voices, yeah. or maybe one of us mentioned that, but on this album, you can really hear his voice. He lets, I mean, he doesn't have like the most amazing voice, but he lets it kind of be what it is. Yeah. 
And I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's very genuine, I think. And I think he was trying to be more in the way that Pinkerton is more emotionally raw. He was trying to do that too, I think, or whether he was yeah. trying to do it or not. I don't know. Um, well, oh no. Yeah. He clearly was like, this was his, his big, his yeah, Pinkerton. Like, well, I, don't, I don't even want to say that. Just like his big emotional album. Uh-huh. His big emotional uh, concept album. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to like go song by song through it? Or? Oh, yeah. Well, let me read one more thing. Okay. So I forget what article this is, but I'll put all these. We'll put all these links uh, in the notes. Uh, Matt says, the truth is that pretty much at the end of any album I've made, I've kind of mentally gone into some sort of retirement. I don't know why that is with me. Sometimes you have such a delusion, such delusional expectations for what you've created that you never actually, you're never actually going to be able to achieve the dream of where you think that music is going to get to. Believe me, I really get to a delusional state with that. Definitely with the second rentals album, I had dreamed of people just going, holy shit, he showed us to the light and just seeing these songs and going, oh fuck, we can dance now. (laughs) You get to the crazy, this crazy place. And of course that album did not do particularly well. It was not particularly well received. It got mixed reviews. I could give a shit about critics, but it didn't connect like I thought it would connect with people. I thought that it was 10 times the record that the album before it was. But when that dream doesn't happen, you're like, I think I'll take a nap. And that's essentially what happened after that album. I just needed to take a nap for a while. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for 15 years. Nah, he did other stuff in between. Artists are so that. fragile. <laughs> well, and there isn't much to, well, before we go into song by song, I just want to mention that the, the song that does have a music video or it, it seems like an unofficial one is getting by, which is the first track. Yeah. And it's basically just like vacation footage or like it's footage of Matt and his friends in Spain and with just the song under it, it's not even really a music video, but it's a lot of Matt wearing black turtlenecks. <laughs> He's in his Steve sort of Jobs, <laughs> in his Steve Jobs uh, era of his life. Yeah, it explains. Phase. I guess it's a phase of your life, not an era. It explains yeah. his his mental state. Um, black turtlenecks. Yeah, such artists. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's go song by song. song getting by like you mentioned um when i first heard okay so when i heard this song you know put on seven more minutes on spotify i was like oh yeah i'm gonna you know this is kind of it's similar pretty similar to return of the rentals and it's good power pop opener mm-hmm. it has all the stuff and oh yeah it's good energy and it's like oh it's a good song opener that's a good album opener yeah i really like it it's i think one of the one of the best songs on the album i think yeah and i th- and I think it gave me a false sense of what the album was going to be, even <laughs> to the next song. Oh, and, and I should mention when I listen to this, because like I mentioned, how I normally listen to music is just kind of in the background. This time I was like, okay, one of these times I'm going to go through and I'm going to listen while having the genius page open on the other ah, on my screen ooh. and close Twitter down, do everything. <laughs> you know, just pay attention to the. So you got all the lyrics, huh? <laughs> yeah, so I actually paid attention to the lyrics because once I saw it was like a concept album, like, okay, oh, yeah. then I have to freaking like pay yeah. attention to the the to lyrics. The words. Are I think that's probably why I like it more than you because I am more of a lyrics person and I I always could tell that this told a story. Although I never, I guess in my head, I never described it as a concept album. But like, yeah, that does make sense. But when I knew it told a story, 
because of the lyrics, I, that's, I think why I really liked it. So yes, the lyrics are very important. Yeah. But the, there really isn't much in this, like the, much in the lyrics of this song to like, just like, Hey, we're having fun and yeah, we're going to screw as Pitchfork <laughs> would say. <laughs> yeah, they would. Yeah, I agree. It's a good song. Let's keep going. Yeah. So hello, hello. Mm-hmm. That's, this is the song where I said it feels like three songs in one and I only <laughs> like one of them. <laughs> like when he sings the chorus, he gets like that breathy singer songwriter voice, uh-huh. you know, like, you know, the Elliot Smith or whatever, oh, but yeah, he yeah. doesn't have that kind yeah. of voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, uh, whatever. Like, I think he has a voice more suited towards stuff like getting by or, um, yeah. Know. And it would just take me out of the song. So like, he's trying so hard. Yeah. No, definitely. Some of the songs work better for his voice than others. He has a very, I think he has a limited range. Like we've talked about rivers has a, a better voice. Um, Within a more, certain range. Yeah. 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 But I think and he has more of a range too than, than Matt. It made me think of one of the Weezer songs where, talking one of the b-sides that rivers doesn't sing from songs in the black hole from the black hole oh um i just threw out the love of my dreams yeah yeah you mentioned you're like man you know i might like you know river songs better if someone else is singing them right that's that's true that's what i kept thinking throughout this album (laughs) i was like oh what if what if they had like you know somebody else singing these songs which is why i I think that's why he has a lot of different vocalists on his albums because I think he knows he's not like he doesn't have the voice to carry the whole thing. Um, and I, I like that about this album. Like, I mean, I like that it's not just him harmonizing though on this one. It's like, it's almost like he has a conversation on a lot of these songs, which um, we'll get to some of those, but yeah, I I like that. The song is definitely like the, the first few songs, and then the last few songs, especially, are like super nostalgic, just like all the language mm-hmm. in there is like, remember how awesome that was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we move on to the next one? Because it's yeah. one of my favorites. She says it's all right. Yeah, this is the one where it's just like, this is a song just saying, hey, we're just having casual fun. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it because she's like talking about how like, it's all right if you don't come back. It's all right if you don't learn how to speak my language. It's, it's fine because we're not serious or anything. It's like, mm, so good. <laughs> I know that you barely try. <laughs> <laughs> that was the part where it's like, yep, that's. That seems so American of, yeah. uh, of, of us, of, of Matt, of you, of me, of yeah. everything. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to try that hard. Yeah. And I think, I forget where I read it because I read a bunch of articles and stuff, but there was some article where he does allude to that or he mentions like, yeah, I didn't re, I didn't learn the language and I started to try and learn it because I felt bad. Like, you know, I was getting so much from being here and I didn't yeah. even make the effort. But yeah, it's... <laughs> the American way. <laughs> it's also very, yeah, very difficult. Like, like I, 
Yeah, whatever. It's very difficult. <laughs> I, my, I, I can't speak Spanish, even though I took four years of Spanish and I spent <laughs> a year of Spanish in college. And I, uh, and like my grandma spoke Spanish. Well, my, my grandma spoke Spanish, my great grandpa spoke Spanish. But nope, not me. That reminds me of, there's that Arrested Development episode where they, uh, they're looking for Hermano. They think there's some guy named Hermano. Oh, yeah. But that's just Spanish for brother. brother. And they keep like not know, and like Job is like, I don't know. He says like some, he says brother in Italian and he's like, I don't know how I know that. I took four years of Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah. The whole, there's a weird thing. (laughs) This is a digression. There's a whole weird thing in like the United States where like people of older generations, like didn't want their kids to know the language. They wanted them to assimilate better. Oh, uh huh. And I wonder if that's a, like what with my family, how it was. Yeah, like my, I've heard of that. My mom, she understands Spanish like fairly well, but she doesn't speak it at all. But mm. all of her brothers and sisters <laughs> speak Spanish. Well, yeah, um, like my dad. Well, it's weird because I know a lot of Indian people who who are like first generation, like I am, or whatever. I guess yeah. I'm first generation. Half first generation, whatever. Um, but they all, like people who have two Indian parents tend to know Hindi. And yeah. I, my dad never taught me that. And he knows like tons of, because there's like a million languages in India. Yeah. Like literally, like not literally, but there are tons of like, languages yeah, across thousands. India. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least 10. But uh, I don't know any of them. And my dad knows a bunch of them. And he just didn't teach me that. And I don't know if that was like him not want, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have wanted to. Maybe he yeah, asked but, to, and I just was like, no, I, I don't know. I don't remember, but. Yeah, you just teach them when they're babies, and then they don't, it's not like if they want to or they don't want to. Then yeah. They know it. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I wish, I, man, I wish I spoke Spanish. Like, so, mm-hmm. like, I guess not enough to actually go and do it, but <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have been taught Spanish when I was younger, when it's easy to actually learn languages. Yeah. Well, I took a year of Spanish in like ninth grade. But I hated my teacher so much. And then the next year he was teaching Spanish too. And I was like, I'm not, I hate this teacher. So I switched to Japanese. I took two years of Japanese. Now I don't know any languages except (laughs) barely English, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Me speak English good. (laughs) I'm terrible with grammar in all languages. And uh, we're just awful. All of us and Matt Sharp, we should be ashamed of ourselves. I blame Matt Sharp mostly. (laughs) Um. Going back to this song, one of the lines I really love in this song, it's oh, yeah. so subtle and so good, is when uh, she she says, um, I love the Smiths and my cigarettes like you in the bed, but I don't need you to get by. So she says, she uses the word love for things that are not him. I love it. She loves the Smiths and she likes him. Like, mm, it's so good. <laughs> this the way the words are chosen. It's like, ooh nice it's nice <laughs> yeah you're telling them you're making sure to tell them things are still casual yeah oh, this is probably one of my favorite songs from this album anyway should we go to the next one we are on the cruise the cruise, the cruise. The, i just wrote down, i have no idea what this song is about. <laughs> as far as i can tell so so when i look well, this I wrote up, more stuff but that was the first thing i heard <laughs> Um, I did read on Wikipedia. Well, okay. From listening to the song, I always thought it was about like him going on a cruise and there's like, there are like orgies and like swapping, like a, what do you call it? Swapping. 
partners. <laughs> like swinging? Swinging. Yeah, it's like a swingers cruise. But, um, but Wikipedia says... Um, I actually think this is a song that was written before he was in Spain. So it was written around like before return of the rentals. It's like an older song. So, Oh yeah. The cruise is a reworking of the song. So soon featuring Petra Hayden previously released as a B side for the friends of P single. It was penned in honor of Timothy speed Levitch's 1998 documentary film, the cruise. So (laughs) what does that, (laughs) um, which by the way, Timothy Speed Levitch. The only reason I know that name is because on the Weezer video capture device, there's actually a thing where it's Weezer and it's that guy, Timothy Speed Levitch, and he's like slam poetrying during oh Undone. God. He's like doing the, the part where that would normally be like them rapping or whatever. He's doing yeah. like, like, uh, what do you call it? Slam poetry. I already said it, but, um, that guy, I don't know who he is, but he was some, somebody. Yeah. He's an American actor, tour guide, poet, speaker, philosopher, author, voice actor. When you said that word, somebody that made me remember of the good thing I did this week. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I went to see smash mouth in concert. Oh my God. (laughs) And the spin doctors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> diversion everybody <laughs> you just you completely forgot I it was that forgot. memorable it, no it was fun it, like it was fun as hell. so okay sorry everybody but we're gonna we'll get yes. back to uh the speeding through <laughs> seven more minutes soon no but, but um, like how what yeah how was it okay so here's the whole thing so it was at the state fair so we got take you know my friends got tickets i was like i'm gonna meet you there because i had i had to do work stuff before and then uh, I got there and there's a long ass line just to get in, you know, get through the metal detectors and everything. So then, you know, I'm hurrying and then like they said, like doors open at six 30. I was like, okay, well then, you know, nothing will start till seven. I'm like, Oh, seven. That's awesome. I'll be home by, you know, 10 o'clock. And uh, so I got there and I forgot there was a full rodeo before the concert. <laughs> like, like people like bucking broncos you know uh, people riding bulls you know barrel racing everything like a rodeo clown doing terrible jokes wait so you didn't know or you forgot i i think i just didn't know like it like when i saw the ticket it said like you know rodeo and i was like i don't know in my head it just never clicked (laughs) so you're like that's the opening band they're called rodeo (laughs) no i i knew and like it now looking back and it's like, it's a freaking state fair. Of course they have the rodeo. Uh, I just kind of assume they did it like in the afternoon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I watched a full rodeo, you know, uh, with my friends who, who I think that, I think they actually listened to this. Uh, it was their first rodeos. It was not my first rodeo. My parents, <laughs> my parents had told me later that when I was a baby, we went to the state fair to see a rodeo and to see Charlie wow. Daniels band. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was Charlie literally crazy. Literally, it was not your first rodeo. No. Not just metaphorically. I also went to one, like, I think it was six years ago now in Window Rock, Arizona, which is the uh, the capital of the Navajo Nation. And it was, they have a big rodeo every year on the 4th of July. So I just happened to be there when I was working on a, on a story. Huh. No, that was, that was pretty interesting to see. Wow. Um, it's like anyways, the rodeos just find you. Yeah, every <laughs> every <laughs> 20 to six years. But, um, but so they did all-star <laughs> well, well that, well, for spin I think that was the one thing I asked you is like, yeah. did Smash Mouth do all-star? <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course they did. Um, 
but spin doctors were first and like there's a whole thing like we're able to like get on the floor like the floor which is just the dirt oh yeah because the stage that like, comes out of the seat like from the ceiling it lowers it down just onto the dirt and then like you can pay five extra bucks and just go to the floor <laughs> so we did that us and like maybe a hundred other people and uh you know spin doctors came out first and i i knew like half the songs which surprised me yeah, no, when when you told me you were seeing Spin Doctors, I was like, I have no idea who that is. But then I looked them up on Spotify and yes, I know their song. Well, I probably don't know as many as you do, but it's like, I yes, I've maybe. Yeah, like, but I definitely I heard them. They were awesome. Like, I'm not mm. like not ironic, not like, oh, they're good for like what they, it's like. No, if they came again, I would see them 100 mm. percent. I would see Spin Doctors. The singer was like doing yoga poses at some point on stage because <laughs> they're, they're kind of like a jam band. And they are a jam band. And I mm-hmm. usually don't like jam bands. But like, so the singer, well, you know, the guitarist is doing his eighth solo of the night. He's just like <laughs> dancing around and doing like leg kicks and stuff. And it's like <laughs> so fun. And uh, and then, you know, and then Smash Mouth comes out and you could tell right, right away he wasn't like the singer was not into it. And at one point he goes, whether it's 2000 people or 20,000, we're going to put on a show and. There probably wasn't 2,000 people left at that point. <laughs> and yeah, like he kept, like, talking to somebody off stage and, like, I don't know. It was it was weird. Like, they were, like, the fine. Like, like they played – all the songs sounded fine. He was singing fine. I was just, like – the vibe I got from him was, like, oh, I have to do this shit. Wait, is it the same singer that it's, it's always been? Yeah. Okay. And it might be the same. I didn't look up. I know the spin doctors were all the original members because mm-hmm. the singer told us like five times <laughs> um, and they all look like, you know, 50 year old guys. <laughs> I remember, I forget who it was. I want to say it might be my friend Heather. I, I want to say it was her, but somebody I know saw, uh, I want to say, God, I almost said all star saw smash mouth. Yeah. Um, and, they forgot the words to all star. Oh, you told me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, Oh my God, if you remember one song, make it that well, because that's the song. Yeah. And of course they play that last and like, you know, yeah. they play all their, all their hits, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, they have, I probably recognized, you know, 80% of the songs they played. Um, and, but it's funny cause you know, at the end, like I said, that by the end, there was maybe a thousand people left because it was late. Like it ended like at midnight hmm. and you know, it's a state fair. So it's all families and stuff. So it's like people are taking their kids home and everything. Yeah. And so when they, they come out to do the, um, the encore, you know, there's only, and <laughs> everyone's leaving. Like we, we stayed just to see if they, so they come out and they did a, the, uh, the Van Halen version of you really got me. Uh, okay. Of, of the King song. Uh-huh. And, uh, the the bassist just sings that song i guess like oh. the singer doesn't the singer took off he didn't come back at all like I, <laughs> he left to beat the traffic i guess there wasn't much traffic left because <laughs> the state fair had ended oh and like he kept saying because like his he had just i guess he just got engaged to his fiance who was there like by the side of the stage and like so from where i was standing i could we could see her and as soon as the last note on all-star was he went off and they just took off together <laughs> and i was like so, but wow. Smash Mouth was like, eh, that was all right. But Spin Doctors, if you have a chance to see them, go see them. They're so much fun. Huh. Wow. Well, that's interesting. So that was my thing that I should have said <laughs> 40 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. How did you forget that? How did I, I forget know. that? 
Mm. And all it took was you saying the word somebody. <laughs> oh, and that reminds me, because I was looking up set lists, like afterwards I was looking up other set lists to see like, you know, do they normally play more songs or whatever? And on a bunch of their set lists to close out the, the um, to close out, they play all-star three times. God. <laughs> Which was, made me laugh and also say, yep, they did not do that this time. He was ready to leave. I hope they do it um, differently each time, like some of those memes where it's like all-star, but every word is hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you were just like on autopilot. Like it's, it sounded it sounded good. Like all the musicians are good. The the keyboardist on Sma- for Smash Mouth is like, he kind of looks like a Bizarro Rivers Como. <laughs> and he was going insane on the, like on the keys. Like Maybe every it song. it was Rivers. No, it, he looks he looks older and he's probably younger. <laughs> but, anyway, sorry. I, no, I that's that. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you remembered, and that's the power of that one word. Somebody. <laughs> um. Anyways, yes. Uh, back to the cruise. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, but I'm I'm reading about the cruise, so. I guess it's ba- so the cruise the song uh was penned in honor of the documentary film the cruise which is about uh it records the worldview and personality of timothy speed levitch who was then a guide for bus tours of new york city levitch should become popular for his unconventional narrative about the city that he delivered at a frenetic pace huh. yeah yeah i mean this song was high tempo um yeah like the parts where like there was a loudspeaker for some reason it reminded yeah. me of the wall Oh, okay. Yeah, there's kind of a little bit of, of that. Yeah, there's a little bit of that throughout, just like kind of weird distortions and things on voices. Yeah, but maybe it was just in my head because concept album, The Wall, you know, probably the oh, most yeah. famous concept album. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, interesting. I think it's a swingers cruise. Yeah, good song. That's what I think. Um, Barcelona, next one. Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Which this song was, I believe there was an original. Uh, oh, Barcelona is a reworking of California, the very first rental song. This is one of the two songs that was written prior to being in Spain, but obviously after going to Spain, he turned into Barcelona. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. him just listing things. <laughs> it's literally the song is just listing things. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's like it's like heart songs. <laughs> oh no! The, the part, but I like this one better. Well, the one line like that immediately took me out of it was right at the very beginning, where he says, "Got my chicas, Maria and Monica, <laughs> and I got Naomi." And I was like, "Oh, come on, you get your chicas." Oh, yeah. 
I think there's a song coming up that I'm interested to hear your uh, opinion on um, in terms of white people doing things. Yeah, but uh, it, it was literally like I was like, this is pre Wikipedia too, so it's just listing. Like, yeah, I guess it's actually things he remembers from there, but still, it's like you're just listing stuff. I like it though. It's a fun song. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else about Barcelona? Uh, Barcelona? No. <laughs> uh, say goodbye forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is this is where like i think that there's like too many songs in a row that have the same feel uh-huh. and this is the beginning of that and like I, yeah. I get it like it's like that part in the in the movie where everything's sad and everything's spiraling out of control yeah i i like this song because it's i mean i guess it's kind of the whole album but it's like it's a song about feeling lost and not knowing where yeah. you are or what you're doing which i again is like the whole album but uh, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's not my favorite song. There's one really good line that I liked in it. Mm-hmm. I wrote down that, uh, I know this is the only day we'll spend together. And I know, I know after this, it's forever. Yeah. Well, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. It's better than just listing shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there are some parts where I'm not totally sure, but I think where he has a line and underneath his line, the yeah. woman has an, a different line. Yeah. The second half of this album has a lot of that. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I like the whole conversational aspect or like one person saying something that's the opposite of what someone else is saying. Yeah. So I, I really like those things about this album. Yeah. And I, I just wish like that, the, that vocal would be a little bit higher. That way it kind of like gives more weight, but then mm-hmm. I guess it's all from his perspective. So yeah, it's true. But, oh, and there's the line in here. LA can be so lonely. I'm sure that's the one that you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this must've been, cause again, he was kind of, I think he was going back and forth between like Spain, New York, LA. So this must've been during one of his LA times. I don't know. Going back and forth to Spain. That's just, that's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fly across the Atlantic ocean all the time. Yeah. Like repeatedly. Mm -hmm. I've done that like once in my life (laughs) and he's he's just like doing it. Cause like, Oh, I had three days off. I'm going to fly to Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, but Hey, when you're a musician, you just do that stuff. Uh, anything else about this song? Um, no, I mean, it was just, yeah, there, there were some like really good lines in there, but it's kind of, you know, it's, yeah. I, it's a simple song, but it works for what it want, needs to do, which is yeah. what I think, you know, some of the earlier songs I didn't like mm-hmm. were kind of overcomplicated. Yeah. So overly. Yeah. I, I like, I like the song. I get started, it, I get builds and builds and builds, which is like, I think it, I think it goes between two different like uh, levels of I don't know what I'm saying words. Um, it, it goes between goes from like you know really soft and like you know low tempo to like high tempo mm-hmm. in a way that isn't jarring. Like, yeah. Uh, like hello hello did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it really this one is like maybe the one that has the biggest sense of like nostalgia and wistfulness of the entire album. 
Yeah, I think because I was re-listening to this album this week, just, you know, like I've heard it a million times, but uh, I think this is one I would sometimes skip just because it is a little, it feels a little slower to me and I want to get to (laughs) some of the later songs. Which I think I, I like the like you were saying songs. <laughs> like yeah, I, I really like the beginning of the album and I think if I'm in the mood for it, I like the middle of the album, but I think it's like middle to end is also really great. So there are a few songs where I'm like, I'm not necessarily in the mood for overly. I um, we, we could cut out like th- like four songs from this and it would be a tighter probably. album. It would be tighter. It would yeah. still have the same uh like you could cut out the cruise, even though I kinda like it. Yeah. You could probably cut out overly. Story-wise, the cruise doesn't really add much. Because, again, yeah. I thought it was about a swingers cruise, which, like, doesn't really fit in. <laughs> yeah, and I guess overly you need it for the Abbott. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, but I guess, but, oh, yeah, because I did see the thing where, like, overly was, like, the pool near his house when he grew up, where he grew up. Oh, I was it? about that. Yeah. Oh. Might not be true. <laughs> I don't know when I saw it. I didn't know that. Um, did you have anything else besides that? That this is the skip song? <laughs> no, no. Let's move on to Big Daddy C. Do Big you like Daddy Matt's <laughs> Matt's rapping? <laughs> he kind of does it on Hello Hello too. D- uh, oh, <laughs> where he comes in like this and he sings like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does. He likes to do that. He does. Yeah. Um, well, this is the Damon Albarn song. Yeah. He sings the chorus. Yeah, 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 and this is also a song where there's a reference to Friends of P. Yep, I wrote down self-referential. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a part where it goes, "Who the hell is P anyway?" Um, I think they also mentioned, "Yeah, here comes Big Daddy C with his Friends of P." So wait, Big Daddy C's cocaine. I mean, he slides in the room in a street, blows out so casually. Hey, where's Big Daddy C? Hey, where's the Big Daddy? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think it, about that. Because the like, whole song sounds like kind of like that, like 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 in the movie. This is the part where like he's you know you're kind of, like he's kind of drugged out at the party and it's like everything's kind of like blurry and you know what I mean like that part of like the. I don't know. Oh my God. Faster, faster, faster than you ever wanted to go. It's about cocaine. (laughs) I didn't know that. I was like, who is this person? I'm pretty sure Damon Albarn was like an addict to us. He's a musician. They're all addicts at some point. But, uh, (laughs) but it always, so you watched Breaking Bad, right? Yes. You know, in one of the middle seasons where, um, where Jesse's like going through his, yeah, like, you know, hitting rock bottom again, yeah. or I guess really rock bottom. Was it like cocaine the, or was it his heroin? Was it was a meth. It, heroin was the girlfriend uh, uh. played by, what's her name? Oh, she, what's her name? Kristen Ritter? No, wait. I don't know. Whatever. I can't remember her name. <laughs> um, but th- th- She was heroin. But anyways, he, uh, so he's like doing meth, but it feels like that. Like Oh yeah, where he's like floating, there. like where yeah. he's like floating up to the ceiling. Like this song could oh, be yeah. like playing mm-hmm. in the background of that. Ooh, that's I, like, I've listened to this song so many times and I never thought about drugs because I'm just sheltered or something, but 
Well, yeah. I'm just thinking it's, uh, I could be wrong too, but. But that makes so much sense. Big Daddy C. Why would that be someone's name? That's cocaine. With his friends of P. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was just like the blows out so casually. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's New so York interesting. You're on the pop star baloney. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It brings a whole new oh, level to yeah, the d- song. Three, four to us all sucking like a vacuum. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's what that's referring. Okay. You were probably thinking it was a swingers cruise. <laughs> I was thinking it was a swingers restroom. <laughs> Do you think this album is just about swinging? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but I... This album is called is titled Key Party. <laughs> <laughs> but I... This song's fun. I mean, I'm not usually a fan of, of like, people rapping when they shouldn't be <laughs> rapping, but... It's not, yeah, and it's not, plus it's like, you know, I like Damon Albarn's voice. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's welcome everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Big Daddy C. Very interesting. Yeah. Ooh. So next one, keep sleeping. Yeah. Um, I think this is where like the songs I start to, like maybe, I don't know if I was getting tired of, uh, are you just like tired of paying so much attention, which I don't ever do. But I started to have less and less to say about each song. <laughs> I really love this song. And I like it because it's that same thing of being like a conversation. And I love the, is it, is it the chorus where he's like, uh, she goes, you know, I try. And he says, yeah. you're not trying. of relatable for me because I feel like I'm that woman a lot of times it's like I am trying but I'm tired <laughs> I was thinking man he's being a jerk in this song <laughs> well he's asking too much of her I think that's why yeah, I kind yeah. of relate to the song a little because I've dated some very codependent people but it's like yeah, she doesn't want to go traveling with you like you know sh- but she, she wants to live her life like yeah, yeah he wants to go and, and it's funny because he's listing all the like there's a thousand places we could be Manhattan, Pittsburgh, Paris, France, or Columbus, Ohio. Did you ask her to go to Ohio? Maybe she doesn't want to go to uh, Ohio. And she lives in Spain. Why would she yeah. leave Spain? You love Spain. You go to Spain. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't want her. He, he doesn't want yeah. her to leave Spain. He wants her to be with him. Yeah, he wants her to go with him somewhere. This, it's about time you came to me. I'm always flying to you. I guess that's true, but it's like they have a casual. If this is about the same woman. The relationship's casual. Well, it was at the beginning, and now well, yeah. he's thinking. And so th- there's the one line in here that I think kind of that I wrote down. Uh, I asked you all long, I asked you a long time ago, but there's still no word of when you'll leave your friends for me. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's like, yep, that's codependent. That's, yeah, uh, that's separating, you know, the relationship from everyone around them. So then they rely on you. That's uh-huh. that kind of like hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully he's not like that anymore. Yeah. Well, he's older. He's 20 yeah, years older. He's had some therapy and stuff. Yeah. Or just time. You know, but that's time. like classic. Uh, it's not codependent. What's the other side of codependent? I always forget this. Anyways, I, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like the thing where it's like what this is describing. Like you're taking, like you're making, you want it everything to be about just you and their in the relationship like mm. things are always on your terms oh interesting 
Yeah, I've definitely known people yeah. like that. So, so a lot of type A people have that. Uh huh. And like, that's why like they're good employees. Like people love them because they always get the job done, but they mm-hmm. get it done their way, and uh, they be, maybe they're not the best bosses. But. Mm. We've all yeah. had bosses like that. But it's it's very yeah, something about this song like really spoke to me. Even though nobody's ever asked me to go traveling with them. Well, but well if I've they were traveling, well this kind of yeah. person if they were traveling they'd ask you to. They would. They would be like you should. and actually no, I have traveled with some people. And yeah, no. I <laughs> it's a very it's a very relatable song in a certain way and yeah. I am the woman in the song. And it's I like a specific kind of bad relationship. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. So I really like and that song. Speaking of specific kinds of bad relationships, <laughs> man with two brains, <laughs> my only note is he thinks of his penis. Well, then the man with two brains says that it's a science. I've got one for my actions, one's for Well, the way I, okay, I, I never was totally sure what this song was really about, but I thought, yeah, yeah, I guess it is kind of like that, where he tries to separate, like, the way I see it is yeah. like, he sees, One for my like, actions, one's for my conscience. Well, yeah, and it's like, sex is just a thing that you can Yeah, one's do. for the sex and another's for the consequence. Yeah, and then there's your brain, and, but then the woman is like, no, it's all the same thing. Yeah. The woman's like, stop using that excuse. That's not an actual thing. Um, when I saw the rentals, I can't remember which time, because I've seen them, I think, twice. One of the t- At least one of the times I saw them, they did this song live. Huh. It was really good. I couldn't get over it. The man with two brains, really. <laughs> Can you get any more cliche? <laughs> um, okay, then must be wrong. Th- this is where he's like, do I want a relationship? Yeah. Do- <laughs> It, is this really yeah and and he's one of the lines you know when she comes to visit actually comes to visit him I guess is what this was on the 4th of July mm-hmm. says, use my phone to check your calls it's like, oh yeah that's definitely a pre-cell phone thing oh uh, yeah <laughs> the songs it, I don't think he's like his voice is not great at parts I feel like he's a little off key but I, I again I appreciate the honesty and like the fact that he's letting his voice just be his voice, you know, it yeah. feels very personal. So I like that. Again, this is maybe this is one of the songs I also need to be in the mood to listen to, which I have been at times, but this week, not as much. Um, but I like it. I like it. And he's like, he's like, well, there's other guys hanging around <laughs> trying to get down. He's like, I don't really care, though. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you don't. The rest of the songs like, do I want a relationship? <laughs> yeah am, am I the kind of guy that can commit yeah. <laughs> it's good it's good and, the, and then into, right into the punk song mm-hmm. I like insomnia it, on Spotify it was called it's all right and I was like what yeah and, oh that's true everywhere it else is. it says insomnia so that's oh weird. yeah because I I think I wonder if they fucked up or not no I think maybe they changed the name or something because i saw that too on spotify the next song is it's all right reprise mm. and if there's no it's all right how's it re- i don't know who cares mm. 
I guess yeah. that's what this podcast is, is us discussing this thing. So <laughs> just miss it with who cares. But I, I like insomnia. I, I especially like the part where it goes, um, why do I have to write about you? I don't know. When, why did I come to London? I don't know. <laughs> it's just so, yeah. I feel like it's very relatable when you're just like going insane a little bit and you're like, why am I even doing any of this? I don't know. You're sleep deprived and yeah. you know, you're walking around the streets of London just you know, can't wanting to do something <laughs> or having to do something, but there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do because everything's closed. Yeah. Like w- when I can't sleep, I just lay like I lay in bed and try like as much as I can to sleep because I think at least I'm getting a little bit of rest if I'm still laying down with my eyes closed. <laughs> I'm not the kind of person that, like gets up and does something. Nowadays, I have the opposite of insomnia. I think it's narcolepsy. I don't know if it's like, I don't think it's actually like medically narcolepsy, but I have the most trouble staying awake, which is why I keep sleeping. is <laughs> so relatable now. <laughs> um, but I feel like, yeah, back in, in 2009, when I was just like really restless, I had a lot of trouble sleeping and I just wanted yeah. to like go do something because I was just so restless. So that's what the song kind of reminds me of. But it's fun. It's a short song. Yeah, yeah, the, a bunch of the last few songs are short. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's all right. Reprise re- is just super short. Yeah, it's just an interlude. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and actually, like I, even though it's just his voice in that one, and like in the same thing, it's like it sounds better than most of the other <laughs> similar <laughs> like sounding song. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's nice. And then we get into like the denouement of the whole mm-hmm. album. <laughs> My head is in the sun, which is so good. And this was co-written by Rivers. Yeah, this is one of the co-written by Rivers. Oh, I okay. There's a, there's an article. Uh, so so my head is in the sun was co-written by Rivers, and apparently up until this time, well, this is a weird way to word it. Up until this time, this was the last thing they did. I mean, yeah. I guess what I mean is after this, yes, they have done a few things here and there, but this was like the last thing they did at this for time for a while. For a while, yeah. Um, but there's an article from the Dallas Observer from April, April 1st, 1999, and it's talking about seven April more Fool's minutes. Day. Oh yeah. 
but I think it's a real, <laughs> I think it's a real article. Uh, but after falling in love with Spain while on tour with Weezer, Sharp has become an unofficial resident of the country, flying in every chance he gets, whether it's for a few days or a few weeks. It's where the bulk of the songs on Seven More Minutes were written as he walked the streets of Barcelona and danced his nights away, accompanied Barcelona. by only <laughs> yes, thank you, accompanied only by a crude grasp of the language and a handheld tape recorder. He refers to Spain as his second home, yet he doesn't really have a first one. Splitting his time between Los Angeles, Boston, New York, London, and Spain during the course of writing and recording seven more minutes. Sharp's former bandmate, Rivers Cuomo, also appears in the album, helping Sharp write the gentle My Head is in the Sun. The song happened almost by accident, and it's the kind of tune you wish had happened more often when they were in the same band. Rivers was out in L.A. actually trying to replace me at the time, Sharp recalls laughing. I was in Boston living in his house and mixing the end of the record. He came back to Boston and I showed him the song I was working on. We sat around and sang a bunch of stuff together. He played me one of his songs and I ended up producing it for him. So we still get along, probably actually artistically better than we ever did when we were in the same band together. Which is too bad because I do believe we could have done some great things, written them together with me and him. It's just not meant to be that way, I think, in the end. Aww. There's two two different egos yeah. that want to uh, do things their own way. But yeah, yeah it is like, well, it, in the it's next a very simple song, but it also, it yeah, it does. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I really like it. And, and Maya Rudolph sings on this one and I love her voice. Yeah. She has such a great voice. Yeah. Cause so of her good. mom. Wait, who's her mom? Uh, Minnie Ripperton. Oh, I don't know who that is. Singer. Oh, huh. I think that's who her, I'm going to double check. If I'm wrong, that's bad. Yeah. She did this song, Loving You. Oh, what? Loving you. I see your soul come shining through. And every time that we. That's like the thing that nobody can ever sing. It's yeah. Like, how did she sing that? That's yeah. Not... Wait, that's Maya Rudolph's mom? Yeah. Oh my God. I had no idea. Yeah. I've heard that song a ton and that's, it's a famous song, but well that, yeah, that does explain it. It's a great voice. <laughs> she doesn't have as, as good a voice as her mom, but no one does. Oh yeah. <laughs> that freaking note. How do you hit that? <laughs> I wonder if she's tried. I wonder if oh, she sure would ever. Have to. Everyone's tried. I've tried. <laughs> I know I can't, and I do it anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't know about five octave range. I have like a half an octave range. <laughs> but yeah, great song. This is one of my, yeah. I think one of my favorite songs on the album. And, yeah. and they keep uh, saying yeah. seven more minutes over and over. Yeah, seven more minutes to hide away far from everyone. Well, is there mm. like a word for that when they like say the name of like the movie or something in like the actual movie? I don't know. Because I was... Whenever I hear, like, it, it can either be, re- like, every time I see it, like, in a movie, it's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a word for it, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really know what this song means, I guess, in terms of, like, I don't know what Seven More Minutes is referring to. Yeah, like, they don't really, it, it sounds like it should be something that they've said, like, earlier in the album, but I don't mm-hmm. think they did. Hmm. But, like, I think he's saying, like, you know, I just want. You know, it'd be nice to have seven more minutes of this relationship or whatever. Oh, yeah. Huh. But. Oh, so it, sad. I think it would kind of hit better if, like, they had mentioned that in one of the early songs. Yeah, maybe. 
it. Hmm. But anyway, uh, and then the last song, Jumping Around. Yeah. It's good. It's a good ending. Yeah. It's He's... very different from Getting By, which is the starting song. It's like, I'm old and I can't do this. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, old and should I be doing this anymore? I'm, yeah. Am I being immature now? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It does tell a story. There's a definite progression through this album. And yeah, maybe it's not like super tight, but I think it's ordered in the correct way. I wonder if like, I don't know, who like produced the album? Hmm. A good question. Uh, I wonder if they had like a stronger producer to be like in there to like <laughs> on Wikipedia. Them. It's his producer Matt Sharp, but okay, that makes sense. Additional musicians, blah, 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 blah. yeah. I guess maybe he produced it. I'm sure he had some help though. Yeah, because mm. I, I think that like you know as we oh we didn't mention you know Rick Rick Kasich died. Yeah. Um, who produced three of the Weezer albums, including my favorite, the Blue Album. Mm-hmm. And the Green Album, everything will be all right in the end. Um, mm. He, I think that a big part of the reason why the Blue Album is good is because you know they had a producer in there that like guided them, you know. Yeah. And I think that some of the reason some of the other later albums, you know, those middle albums by Weezer aren't so good is Rivers just doesn't listen mm-hmm. <laughs> to them. And I think, especially when you're trying to do something this ambitious it might be nice to have somebody uh, this in seven more minutes to have somebody kind of rein you in yeah well yeah it is nice to have an outside perspective because like especially when you have an album that's this personal you know you need an outside person to look at it objectively and i like i love this yeah yeah i i love this album and i i i think i love that it's imperfect because it feels like that time or what that time must have been like it feels very kind of chaotic and like all over the place and so i think that's why i like it um yeah it it, i guess the chaos not not chaos but like the the, just like the inconsistencies i guess i guess it does fit with the theme well yeah when you feel lost and you don't know what you're doing you don't know who you are you know yeah i just listen to elliot smith (laughs) yeah that's good. I, I've been listening to Heat Miser lately. <laughs> yeah, so I've been listening to Smith, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm not sad. Don't worry, I'm not sad. I'm just listening to Elliot Smith because I'm like, man, it was so good. Well, that's why Heat Miser is <laughs> like a little to, less sad. Yeah, you know, because there's other people to temper. Well, yeah, it's still it's still sad though. <laughs> and and that's what I feel like when I'm trying to sing because I can't help but sing along to Elliot Smith for some reason. Yeah, and. I feel like, oh, I probably sound like Matt Sharp thinks he's like, <laughs> this, like that's what Matt Sharp is doing. He's trying to sing along. I'm sure oh, I sound you're going to love. I sound worse. You're going to love. Just a little spoiler alert. After this, I, I forget how many years were in between this and the next album. Not the next Rentals album, but Matt Sharp moved to, I want to say Nashville or te- to somewhere in Tennessee. Probably Nashville. I don't even know if it was Nashville. It was like some small town, I think, and lived there and did like almost a country, not country album, but a very sparse, like, like, I don't even know how you would country album. uh, No, it's not. It's like maybe more of like, um, how would you describe? Like, uh, I don't even know. (laughs) Like folk ish. Like alt folk. Like, I think I saw somebody compare it to like, nick drake or something oh yeah huh like but very sparse and like just him 
we'll get to that, but we have to yeah. do some pat stuff. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah. seven more minutes. Yeah. I, I, I think I generally, I, I think the more to listen to it, the more I liked it. Um, I think there are parts that could be fixed that could be better, but you know, there's no such thing as a perfect album. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think maybe return of the rentals to me is a, as a perfect album, but seven more minutes is something that I related to. Like, again, this was 2009 for me. This was this album yeah. and like feeling all the things that are in this. <laughs> yeah. It's like for, for- for me, it's like I can never um, separate yeah. Elliot Smith from, you know, the feelings of being like super depressed in college. Right. So it's always going to be that uh, <laughs> like no matter even if it's maybe not as good as I remember it in my head, it's always going to be that good to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like you have this personal connection to it that yeah. no one else has. So, yeah, that's seven more minutes. Uh there's not seven more minutes of this podcast. No, <laughs> I was going to do Matt Sharp tweets and I was like, ah, I didn't find any. <laughs> yeah. I think this podcast, is, I think that we don't have to pad no. this podcast. No, <laughs> We've been going for over an hour. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So instead of doing tweets, you want to just go ahead and uh, tell, tell everyone where to find you or, yeah. or do you have any, any other thoughts oh, on? No, just that I like it. It's good. Cool. Listen to it. If you haven't listened to it, I recommend yeah. it. Uh, and listen to Elliot Smith because yeah. you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll do our Elliot Smith podcast later. Yeah. Maybe oh, we should God, just do be like, the most depressing I know, right. <laughs> Which of these songs makes you feel saddest? <laughs> All of them. Which um, of these songs remind you of the most sad, the saddest <laughs> thing in your life? All of them. How, how many times did you cry? <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about insomnia Two forty-five. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so good. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's for our other podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram at Sarah Iyer, Twitter at Sarah and Julie Iyer. Um, yeah, getting close to, to feeding time for, for my kittens that I'm taking care of tonight. So I'm going to go do it's that. Like but out for that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I'm putting up Instagram stories. It's pretty good. Uh, where are you? Where do people find you? Um, FBI hop on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, like I said, pictures of my cats, pictures of my hats. That's mm-hmm. what you can find on Instagram. On <laughs> Twitter, just, I don't know why anybody follows me. Don't follow me. (laughs) This is boring stuff. Yeah. I mean, Um, not to say, I just think everyone's boring on Twitter. Yeah. Mm. I I don't, I need to not be on Twitter. Anyway, but we are on Twitter podcast at WeezerPod. So if you, if you are on the nightmare hell site, that is Twitter, follow at WeezerPod. Yeah. And And also on on the the other stuff. The less nightmare hell site of Instagram. Mm -hmm. And Facebook, Facebook. which is tell your parents to follow us because that's the only people who are on Facebook. That's our parents. And uh, as always, if um, anybody leaves us a five-star review, we will read the review on the podcast. Yeah. And we're not a rentals podcast, but occasionally we will talk about them. Every few months we are. Uh, um, Well. Shoot. Figure out a way to end this. Um, I mean, you know, it's okay because we're just getting by. Eh? That's the name of the song. It's the first song. (laughs) Bye, getting by. (laughs) Bye.
Her ears and her hair 